Dialogue Options Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast, the very first in the year of 2020, the year of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Cyberpunk, Doom Eternal, Ooh. Last of Us Part Two, Animal Crossing. It's all happening. I'm Kyron Morrison, your host, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you? I'm very good. I just want to. I just. I just want to retcon. I uh, you you mispronounce cyberpunk. I believe it is cyberpunk. <laughs> twenty seven seven. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah, yeah. I also didn't mention that twenty twenty is the year of the next gen consoles. But you know. Yeah, man. Twenty twenty uh, is a packed year from start to finish. I am not ready for it, but we're here. So too bad. We are like two and a bit weeks in, and shit is popping off already. Yeah. Um, it's, yes. Uh, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Didn't expect it. <laughs> Things are getting uh, tasty already. Uh, I guess before we get into this, I should ask, uh, how was your holidays? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, it was, of course, my son's first Christmas. Uh, it was pretty great. That's he doesn't. Good. He didn't really like. It was just another day for him. Yep. He did. He he did it actually. Uh, like. Uh, he did unwrap some presents, sort of. He didn't really get the grasp, but he just like grabbing things in general now. But that we counted that as like, oh, look, he's unwrapping. So, it counts. It counts. Yeah, it counts. It definitely counts. Um, it's uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, uh, we he was spoiled, fucking rotten. Um, and uh, yeah, and New Year's really fun too. Pretty much like low key, but in the best possible way. Just I basically spent it at one part at a barbecue and the other part. Uh, playing Jackbox games, so it was super fun. Nice. Uh, how, how about you? How was your holidays? Yeah, good, man. Uh, just nice, chill time. That that window between Christmas and New Year's is always weird. It's always this weird limbo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's the void. <laughs> yeah. Referred to. Uh, yeah. Should definitely just be a week off everywhere, but whatever. Um, but it was good. It was just I had a nice, chill one at home with the housemates on New Year's. I caught up with a good friend of mine a few days before. Uh, just between between Christmas and because I had a pretty good man Christmas to New Year's was probably my most efficient like all right cool I've caught up with you I've caught up with you I've caught up yep. with you just like checking your names off a list going brilliant that was effect I was efficient that's a good use of like the Christmas to New Year's window good job <laughs> yeah jolly times yeah absolutely the jolliest of times but uh yeah it was good and now I'm ready for 2020 I think maybe sort of. <laughs> Hey, we, did, we did our fantasy drafts last week for another we year did. of that. Yeah, uh, pretty exciting times there. Uh, we, we, we've supersized it this year. It's, it's yeah, super supersized. Yeah, shit is yeah, it's it's it's, it's stressful. It's it's more stressful this year, even more so. Um, but yeah, you, we'll hear us checking on that throughout the year. Yes, we sure, sure. you sure will. Um. Should we just get into the news, Joel? Because like you said at the start, it's the industry decided this week is to just do stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. It's not even like, I, I'm, these are all like, as far as like we, our, our metric of things are dope. We, we want to talk about these in some way, shape or form. Yeah, this is I basically think. just like a classic, like this is news. These are all things that happened this week that I think are definitely worth talking about. This is a dialogue options classic. This is classic. You know, vanilla cl- dialogue a options. A classic edition of a podcast to start your 2020. Yeah, this is vanilla dialogue options. You know, I feel like we should be we should have recorded this on our like our gaming headsets like we did the first few episodes. 
a missed opportunity. <laughs> we should have. Ah, oh, damn. No, that would have been. No, nah, that would have, that wouldn't have been fun for anyone involved. <laughs> I it would have made me like just cringe massively. So, oh, boy. um, so yeah, um, right, well, uh, I wouldn't mind. Can I take this first one? You you absolutely can, Joel. Because I feel like even though I'm this excites me, it's your wheelhouse. This is this is one hundred and ten percent my shit. Um, so of course, Super Nintendo World is opening this year. We can say that now. Oh this God. year oh, at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. Um, Yo, I saw when, it when we dropping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh man. Um, at this stage, it's gonna be. A f- I'm gonna let it for a few years. One because I want to let it settle in, and two because I want to go with my son when he's old enough to appreciate it. So <laughs> that's. They're my, my stipulations for going to Super Nintendo World. Um, but when I was there in 2017, I, we saw, I could see the area that we felt like that's where it was going to be. It was cordoned off. Nothing was, uh, like, it was announced that it was happening, but, like, you know, there was an area that was blocked off, and we're like, that's good. That's where it's going to be, I betcha. That's where shit's popping off. Um, but this week, actually yesterday, as of this recording, uh, we got a trailer music video theme song it was because there was there was All sort of, of a, there was sort of a presentation and also this trailer slash music video yeah so um we, there's a, a music video that got put out um for a song called we are born to play uh it is by uh galantis and charlie xex two pretty big uh names man charlie xenoblade chronicles x that's a cool name <laughs> oh my god jesus welcome to 2020 oh, do you know do you know what's funny um, just like, when you used to refer to like Xenoblade Chronicles X as that, that my mind would always go to Charlie XX first. <laughs> it's come full circle. So, it has. Yeah, really. The, o- know, the only combined. suitable outcome for this Nintendo is that you remaster Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Switch. Get on it. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it, it's possible. Any, anything's possible. 2020. New decade. 2020. <laughs> um, my one downside about this this music video and song uh, is that it was not called We Would Like to Play um, as a bit of a throwback. That would have been fun, but, you know, kind of everything. Uh, but first of all, I'll start off by saying with my, my little music review, uh, song is a bit of a banger. Uh, really quite like it. It's a nice, like, just a fun, poppy EDM track with some, like, nice little references to the, uh, like, Super Mario Brothers music. I really like it. Not references. They just put it in there. It's, it's, but it's, li- great. it's like, it's literally one level one, one. <laughs> yeah. And it's really great. Um, and, but yeah, it's really cool. And not only did we get that, we got a music video to go with it, which is sort of like, I guess a artist's rendition of what to expect when going to Super Nintendo world. Because uh, like you said, there was this presentation Whoa, as well. Are you, are you saying that I'm not going to be able to jump on Goombas? <laughs> I'm hey, gonna I'm gonna have to request that someone be paid to be in a Goomba costume for me to jump on them. I'm I 100 percent because I'm okay. I've talked about this before. I love theme parks. I I love everything about them. It's it's kind of a thing. I watch history videos. You know how everyone has like that really weird niche thing that they like to watch on YouTube. Like mine is 100 percent watching the history of theme park attractions and theme parks. And I have like four channels. No joke. Four I'm channels. Not, I'm not even surprised. Different channels that I watch uh, at that that deal with said thing uh, and like new things that are coming to them. Um, uh, side note: If you have any recommendations out there, if you are like-minded, um, please hit me up because I I eat that shit up. Um, but yeah, so 
I I'm very 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 excited by this. Um, but yeah, they had this presentation where they dropped this music video showing all this other stuff, but it also showed uh, one thing that is going to be appearing in the park, which is these things called power up bands. Um, so basically, the way that these work, they will sync with your phone and a an, an app on your phone uh, that basically gamify your experience at um, at Super Nintendo World. Of course. Now, this is not the first time this sort of thing has been done, but it just it makes sense one hundred percent for this particular world. Um, I believe there's a smartphone app for Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Disney World um, that you can like do quests and earn XP to like you know for the resistance or for the first order and things like that um so this is sort of like the next natural progression of that um these basically basically allow you to collect um digital coins and compete with others on like leaderboards for the other guests at the park at that day and i guess they'll probably like be like an all-time uh leaderboard as well i would assume you would have to assume probably um these little bands are like these really cool things. Um, these little cool, like they look like slap bands. They remind me of like slap bands in a way. Um, and yeah, they're all designed. There's like, I think six of them from what I can see at this point um, that are designed after uh, different Mario characters. So there's Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, Toad, and Yoshi. Um, and yeah, they look pretty, they look pretty neat. I'm pretty down with it. It seems cool. Um, like the, the theme park obviously is going to be a win. Uh, the music video was fun. It's just yep. going to be a good time. It's just going to be a Absolutely. good, colorful time, and we just we need it. <laughs> we need um, Super Nintendo World. Fuck yeah, we do. Especially Super Nintendo World in Japan. Um, and I've been, I've, like, I've been to, like I said, I've been to to Universal Studios Japan, and it's a really good park. It's a really good park. This aside, it's also got like Wizarding World of Harry Potter as well, um, which is fucking incredible um and they have a an amazing spider-man ride as well uh like the uh, the ama- well it, it is the amazing spider-man ride but it is amazing as well in every sense of the word <laughs> i see what you did there yeah i didn't mean to and then i realized what i did <laughs> i was like shit uh but yeah the trailer also showed off a little bit of a mario kart ride which is one of the things that is confirmed to be there as well which again when you hear anytime before this got announced there's always the thing where it's like oh if nintendo there was always a theme park that was nintendo what would be there mario kart ride is always like the number one thing like that's absolutely it's a no-brainer because it's just (laughs) go-karts yeah absolutely well i think from what i i don't know if this has been confirmed but i think it is a tracked ride like you, you but you sit in like cars and stuff but from the key art that got released originally it's set in bowser's castle um so it's like the, the the facade of it is like Bowser's Castle and it's like Mario Kart. It's fine. They're always cool. the best tracks. Yeah, true. Like they're always the most like fun and exciting and thrilling. So that makes the most sense. Um, you do cool things with like fireballs coming at you and stuff as well, which would be really cool. But, you know, some good jolly vibes to kick off the news this week. Uh, our next story actually keeps in the Nintendo vein. Keeps yes. it in the family. Nice thing. Because there was a Nintendo... Well, a Pokemon Direct, sorry. Yeah, We're still yes. waiting for our Nintendo Direct, and the internet's going a bit stir-crazy. Yep. Just, they're thirsty, and exactly. we all are, honestly. We but all are. 
We need uh, we need some details. Uh, we got things. Pokemon Pokemon Direct, which when it was announced, I think a lot of people sort of didn't know what to expect because it did say it would talk about new content for Sword and Shield. Uh, we indeed did get that. We did get also the announcement of a Switch version of a Pokemon Dungeon, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game from DS or GBA or something. But I've, I think I've it's never, the very first one. Yeah, I've literally never played him before. But Neither have I. There's a demo for it if, if people are curious. They seem. I've downloaded it. And weird. I've downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I'm intending yeah. to. Good one. Because mainly because the art like looks gorgeous. It, like, it does it does look nice. The, looks the stunning. art style looks good. It's like this like crazy like watercolor kind of feel to it. Um it kind of reminds me of like Pokemon Art Academy. It's oh like yeah. The, the art from some of the art from that. Like the yeah. comparison I heard from Easy Allies was Winnie the Poohish. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. From like, you know. the, specifically the storybook segments in Kingdom Hearts, definitely. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, those are the sort of vibes I get. But yeah, so I that is that. coming out next month, actually. I think, or yes. March, I should say. Yeah, March. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. But the meat of the announcement, the the filling, was the confirmation that Pokemon Sword and Shield would be receiving an expansion pass, which will see the addition of the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra coming. I think. June and fall, respectively. Yes. So spring for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in the uh, southern <laughs> hemisphere. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so now, how do you feel about these, Joel? Because so, they, they both have their own individual sort of theme, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so the Isle of Armour is growth and Crown Tundra is exploration. Both with both with new Pokemon, so um, the growth one will give you Cubfu, which is a Pokemon that you will train alongside, and when you reach the end of a DLC, it can evolve into two different forms of a Pokemon called Ushifu. Uh, depending, I, I don't know how it'll decide, but there's Rapid Star, Rapid Strike style, and Single Strike style. So definitely, yeah. there's a, I can see that. I, I don't think like I think they said, but sure, yeah. <laughs> I think they said that the the Ushifu, uh, the single strike style is fighting dark. Yeah, they have different types. And rapid strike is fighting water. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Um, yeah, pretty cool. And, and yeah, so that's that'll be a new Pokemon introduced in that game, whereas Tundra gets a big brainy boy, or girl, you don't know. It's, a legend, it's probably a legendary, so it probably is genderless. Big yeah. brainy Pokemon called Calyrex, yeah. which is... Psychic grass type, it just it just looks a bit weird. <laughs> it looks a bit weird because it has fucking Triforce on it. <laughs> oh my god, it does. Yeah, did you not re- like that was my first thought. I was like, wait, are oh, we no, are we doing that's... Pokemon Zelda crossover? Like, is this oh, some sort of geez, weird that's... alternate dimension thing? But it's well, it's a hundred percent the Triforce is on I it. S- I see it now. I see it. Yep, can't unsee it. It was my first thought. I was like, wait, what? Um, but. You know, they didn't also, say anything about that. Also, low-key announced was two new Reggie Pokemon, which we don't deserve because the Reggies are the worst legendaries. Get them out of <laughs> here, but whatever. Uh, and so the big pool of, of Tundra, so the growth and stuff is the one of that one, but Tundra's exploration. And it actually does something that I'm excited for mm-hmm. by taking the, the Pokemon dens that you go to for max raid battles and giving you the ability to explore within them to catch specific legendary pokemon which i if i can do that with three friends you just sold yourself an expansion pass (laughs) 
Yeah, so this is really cool. Like, I, I, I mean, like, the, the actual expansion itself, I think, of the two looks the most interesting. It looks the most mysterious. I, I think that it's only mysterious at this point because they didn't want to say too much about it because they're still working on that the most. Yeah. But, but Isle of Armour... It has the has, cool new Galarian forms for the Vicanto birds. Yeah, and they look fucking cool. They too. look sweet. I they love look them. Great. Um, yeah, it seems to be like the, the 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 most interesting of the two. But I think that maybe also just because you know we don't know a whole lot about it, so it seems a little bit more tantalizing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this the 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 Pokemon the expansion of the Pokemon dens into essential dungeons that can be played in co op seems like a pretty neat addition i'm not sure if you can play on co-op i just hope you can i assume you can because the dens when you do the max raid battles can be done co-op style so i'm crossing my fingers well in the video they mentioned co-op oh, they? They? i mean yeah i'm pretty sure it's like co-op just, i'm trying to keep my expectations in check because okay if i can run pokemon dungeons like i'm in i'm just so in i can't I be s- more in i swear it popped up on the screen it had the word co-op that was that could be i could have like been dreaming that but i swear that 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 i have a vivid memory of seeing that i'm taking but, your word for it <laughs> job you know so um the expansion pass will set you back a i guess it's not too bad a price. 45 dollars australian which at first i was not certain about but then i remembered the other alternative is just buying this a slightly expanded version of the same game for like 70 80 dollars and it, it seems like a much better deal. This seems like such a better deal. I think this is such a good idea. And I see some people out there that are upset by the fact that there is a sword version and a shield version. See, I don't like that. I Yeah, I, I see that. But, like, that's fine. That's just a, that's a little bit of a Pokemon company and Game Freak going, we're still money hungry. I'm like, all right, guys. Um, Of course. You could have just sold us the one expansion pass, but you'll sell two fine All right. yeah uh, that's fine though but i do it's like it. that because the, the reason why i personally like playing pokemon is because it's the one game that like my wife and i play together like that like we actively trade with each other and stuff like that and our friendship group do the same thing as well and i really like that so i'm i'm fine with that them doing that or having like specifics and stuff like that so we can trade and and keep that alive no, no see i'm fine with that i'm f- but it's there's simple ways to do it yeah, that's true. You can just because like, let's be real here. Most of the the only thing that'll be different is like there's a character you interact with which is different in each game, and there'll yeah. be some different Pokemon that spawn. You can sure you can lock those down in the actual game with like, I don't know. There's it just. I think you can solve the one expansion pass and just have it function differently for each game. Maybe it's too much work. I don't know. It just seems a bit rich to be like, because I when I checked the store, I was like, oh, let's have a look and see how much it costs. And I was like, oh, $45. Wait, expansion pass for, for Sword? Oh, no. Yeah, it seems a little bit predatory that they, they might be doing it, like like wording it in a way that like makes people buy both of them. Um, For people who might not, might not be as much in the know, like, that may not be like... That are just Pokemon fans and not video game fans, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just That's, yeah. I see that. That I see how that could be like seen as predatory. I just feel and, like yeah. they could have done it a different way because yeah, it, okay. I just it, I, it, okay. Because I, I like you know what I do like the idea of the expansion pass. I want to be I'm I'm super yeah yes to that. It's just yeah that other part seems a bit bit uh, dirty. Yeah, to answer your question originally, yes, I'm 100% on board with this. This is the way that, sh- that, that Pokemon should be doing yes. things now. And I think Nintendo have realized that 
DLC and the way that they have been doing DLC works pretty well for them. I think since Breath of the Wild, I would argue that was probably the first mm. really successful one. Maybe uh, there's probably something s- before that, but like Sma- I think Smash Ultimate. Oh yeah, and even honestly, I know you didn't play it, but the way that the the DLC was well received initially for Fire Emblem Awakening as well on the DS. Okay, which yep, was sort of like enough. Nintendo's first foray into DLC. Yep. Yeah. No. no fair enough. Um. Yeah. Okay. But I. Yeah. That's fair. Um. But I think that they're they're getting to the point now where they're realizing that okay, we can do this and we can still make a ton of money, but we can make it look more appealing by not having to charge so much for it. Yeah. If that. Th- like, yes. Yeah. I think the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about. So these two areas, and I mean, it's it's like I'm excited but scared. Because these are both just large areas where you've got cam- like camera control. They're basically two new wild area mini sort of zones. Yeah. And that's really cool. Also, sometimes the wild area runs like garbage. So, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe they'll be smaller so they'll run better. But I do know that sometimes, like, especially if you go online, the wild area has a massive struggle sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look... I'm I'm just excited that they're trying something new, and I am in the camp. It's it, it's it's done in a way that I'm I'm okay with, and I feel like is makes sense. So I'm okay for them to this them to try this out as the way going forward. If that makes sense. Well, what I really love is they they basically had a counter immediately to because obviously so uh, each. Exp- um, expansion so um tundra and armor they will include a hundred old pokemon each and yeah. almost as if they were ready for, for, for the, the dexit fans to be like oh of course you'll bring back the pokemon when you charge us money for it they're like but you can trade for them we will put yes. we will patch them all into the game and you can just trade from your old games from pokemon home from pokemon bank whatever you got to do if you don't want to give us money you can still get these for nothing, okay? All right. Yeah, they yeah. were just ready for that argument. Hasn't stopped. Shut people. your fucking mouth, basically. Sit down. Yeah, yeah. people um, still complaining. I just love. I do oh, love the irony of, of, of Pokemon, like them being like, "You can't charge us for more DLC," and then the next day being like, "Man, I can't wait to see that new DLC fighter for Smash." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. pick a side, guys. Pick a side. Yeah. Anyway, um, also as well at the moment. Once you, there was an update that went out shortly after that direct that um, updated the the base game that uh, introduces uh, the respective um, rival for the Isle of Armor for whichever sword or shield that you've got. God, it's uh, such a tease, Joel. Have you done it? I haven't yet. No, I, I I'm gonna I'm, I might even do it tonight actually before I get to bed. I did it. I did it the other day because I actually just finished my uh my Galarian Pokedex. Thank you very much. Uh, hey! All four hundred done. Round of applause. Round of first, applause. First time since gold and silver, but uh. Most of shout outs to our friends Broad from Hunting Seasons and Ben, a friend who hasn't been on his podcast yet, uh, for, <laughs> for, for helping it make that possible. But yeah, so you go to a train station, right? And the the rival is there. And I don't know, it's just how the scene plays out. It is, the character's just like, oh, I'm heading out to the Isle of Armor. You need the armor pass to do that. And the guy's just like, oh, yep, I'll check your armor pass. Yeah, cool. You can go. See you later. And you're like, but where do I get... An armor pass? What do you mean? I'm gonna wait till next June till I get an armor pass and leave? This isn't fair. <laughs> get, oh, we've only got one here. at the moment. Yeah, we, we only both, had we, we only had the one for this this entire train. Are you kidding me? 
it's a really elaborate printer that prints them out. Like, <laughs> sorry, it's yeah. It, it broke immediately after. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, so, sorry, that's, man. That's that's our bad. Um, um, and you can catch the, a, Gal- a Galarian Slowpoke. Yeah, who looks awesome. <laughs> he looks so stupid, but I love it. And I think he evolves into either Slowbro or Slowking, depending on the expansion. I don't. Re- so I think. Uh, from memory again from watching the the direct uh there's depending there's an item in the isle of armor and there's an item in the uh crown tundra and depending on if you you can use an item from isle of armor to transform it into to to, um, evolve it into a slow bro and there's one from crown tundra to evolve it into a slow king that's cool yeah so you can you can pick basically or you can get multiples and do both which is probably what most why, people will do. why not both <laughs> yeah exactly which the, the, there seems to be the logical explanation why not just cut yourself out of one but yeah um yeah but you can go catch one now like again i haven't done yeah ash, it's ash weird it before so because i yeah. caught it and it doesn't go into your decks yet so it's just really weird but oh, you okay. have it okay all right so, so technically i've caught 401 poke one but the game's like no you've only got 400 i'm like but the slow poke <laughs> he's new Add him to the decks, you cowards. <laughs> don't uh, beat, don't, don't, don't <laughs> kick the hornet's nest. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, so new Pokemon DLC, much like Square Enix, it's good to see Nintendo learning, but maybe you can just sell DLC and that's fine. You know, it's fine. Better that than selling me the same game again with a, a little bit of extra content. That's right. But Karen, that's not the only, that's not the only mention Square Enix is going to get this episode. I I don't want to, look. This is I, I'm very sad for the people this is affects. Okay. It's funny because I'm sad, but also a bit happy. Oh uh, look, it, this uh, look this honestly works pretty well for me, but it doesn't work well for someone else I know who is Ben. <laughs> Again, <laughs> to go back to Ben, we were yep. discussing this in that group chat earlier. This doesn't really work out well. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, yeah. yeah. go on, uh, go on. Do it, Joel. Rip Band-Aid off. <laughs> I'll rip the Band-Aid off for you. So Square Enix announced that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is being delayed <clears throat> uh, to April 10th, which <sighs> seems pretty, from March to April 10th, which seems pretty fine at first glance until you realize the situation that has arisen because it's of... Good, it's Good Friday. <laughs> it's Good Friday. It comes uh, out on Good Friday, which is fine for most countries, but Australia... Good Friday is basically a no trade day, so it's not basically. It is definitely one hundred percent no trade. It is, it is absolutely no trade. Yeah. So therefore, if you do want a, a tentatively, it could slip. Who knows? They might read the room, but I honestly feel like this is maybe I'm reading too much into it. But Square's probably just like you know what, guys, we're, we're delaying seven. Have it for your four day Easter weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, again, this is where, so this is where I'm torn because it works so well for me. Because, like Easter weekend, I might catch up with some friends, see some family, but otherwise, it's it's just four days off work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just pay the extra twenty, get it digitally, and I'm good. But yeah, the fact that if you if you want to buy it at launch and Good Friday is just no trade, it's gonna be it'll be it'll suck, honestly. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see if there is any response to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. 
I'm I'm curious. I that's 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 the the thing I'm taking away from this. Summer. I am curious to see if there is any response from this, whether they it push it forward it, today or whether or not. It's worth know. saying honestly that I'm super fine with this delay because you know yeah. what we waited like however many so many years. <laughs> What's another month? What's another yeah. month so I can polish it and get it looking as good as it can? Like, just do it. Kind of, just like we said, like, you know, with Kingdom Hearts 3. Remember that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Hey, so, but also, Marvel's <laughs> Avengers is being delayed. <laughs> it's, and you know, so it's funny because you're like, Seven's been pushed back a month. You're like, okay, cool. You know, give it some polish. Yep. Avengers has slipped from May to September. There's <laughs> a, a few months there. Um, but it's again, probably, it's it's for polish and all that, and like additional development time, which is again fine because. Uh, so yeah, Crystal Dynamics said, "To that end, this is a quote from them. To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve." And again, fine. A delay delays are fine. There's so much to play. I'm still catching up on stuff from last year, so it's fine. There's no shortage. But at the same time, after we played it at PAX, this game was still lacking something, and hopefully, this extra development time will give it a spark. Yeah, I, and I mean, look. To be fair, we don't know. Like they, they Crystal Dynamics they, and Square they, could have something up dark. their sleeve. Yeah, they went dark, and they could have something up their sleeve. Could have always had something up their sleeve that we don't know about yet. It's, but, it's that frustrating thing where it's like, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, we, you, we, we want you to sell your game because what you've showed us hasn't really sold it 100% yet. I'm still excited for it, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there, there, there does need to be that extra, like you said, spark to, to get yeah. people to the, the game, fire into people's the demo, the demo was fun, mm. but the story premise I didn't find super interesting. And they've been pretty hush on like showing the other heroes beyond the Avengers and knowing that Ant-Man and Miss Marvel will be in it. I stand by my statement that I, I, I the, the way that I feel like they should do like, because they want it to be like a games as a service game, which is fine. There's a perfect way that you could do that. You could sell comic book arcs and label them as comic book arcs. And they don't have to be existing ones. They could be new things. But it's, say, just as an example, they could be like, cool, the next arc we're going to be releasing for $25, $30 or whatever is going to be uh, Secret Invasion, okay? And it's going to add these characters or it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy and we're going to space. And then it's going to add these characters to the game. That, In my mind, that's how they should do it. I don't know, but whether well, because, or not they do. No, well, didn't they say the heroes would be free? Oh, I think they did, yeah. Yeah. Like, all the additional content will be free, which, again, is fine. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm saying, like, if they wanted to sell expansions like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, look, there are 100%. opportunities to monetize the hell out of this game. Yeah. But I think that would be the best way to do it without being without it being seen as super egregious. Um, but, man, I just I just want Captain Marvel. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you put Captain Marvel in there, which we know is going to happen because... There's no point in going into it, but Miss Marvel's wearing... Yeah. she got a Captain Marvel shirt, okay? Yeah, but Camilla Khan's the logo wearing exists. One, yeah. Camilla Khan's wearing it. It exists. Just give me Captain Marvel, and I'll give you my money. Yeah. Because I just want to play a game where I play as Captain Marvel. And I Post know that I could, get, I could get Ultimate Alliance 3. I know it's out there. I've gone to buy it so many times, guys. I look, I look at every time. 
every time I'm in a store. You know what, Joel? We what? do have a, a weekend away coming up. Maybe I'll buy it for that. Oh, Kyron. Oh, it's a good Kyron. excuse, isn't it? It's a good excuse. It's a very good excuse. Oh, Kyron, why did you say that? Because I just think you it's just a good give, excuse. You've given me, you've given me a, a, a fucking reason to spend money. God damn you. I gave um, myself a reason to spend money. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, I just want to I want to fly around and shoot photon beams. And yep. if this game lets me do that eventually, I'm in. Yep. You're like, well, whoa, 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 you, you made your sale. Well, hopefully that delay will be... Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I, the other reason I am fine with it is there's a trend, especially with games of service games, there's a trend where they basically drop at launch and they always feel short of content. So hopefully giving it a couple of extra months of polish and, you know, fine tuning, they might also put some more stuff in there. So hopefully it will come out more like a Division 2 and lesser Destiny. Yes, that's yeah. the hope. <laughs> yeah. That they're the they're the two like yardsticks that I use for games as a service games. Because they're two games that I played very extensively. And one I still keep thinking about going back to, and the other one I've like eh, maybe. Better comparison is more like Division 2 and less like Anthem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to talk about you want to talk about bare bones. Yeah. And Anthem is bare bones. <laughs> yeah. I was being generous, I think. <laughs> it's just, ooh. Um, but anyway. Yeah, delays, it's fine. Delays, are, they're fine. Waiting a bit longer sucks, but 2020 is already so packed that, in fact, April is now just the most brutal month. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, delays are fine. Not showing up, on the other hand. Oh, boy. There's a whole other kettle of fish, Karen. You want to take this one? Sony, I think. Yeah, I will. They, yeah. So there'd already been whispers. There'd been hush whispers across across the internet. It was popping up in my Twitter feed. People wondering, like, will, will Sony skip E3 2020? Uh, well, the answer is yes. They are skipping it. Again, like, they're skipping this year's E3. They confirmed it this week. It popped up on um in a gamesindustry.biz article. That, uh, here's the quote. Here's, some, here's a quote that from the mouth of... Uh, a Sony Interactive Entertainment spokesperson. Right. After thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We, are, we have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds, hundreds of consumer events across the globe our focus is on making sure fans feel part of a PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. Now, so that that's pretty... Do you know what I love? Did you read the ESA response, which happened so quick? I haven't read it properly yet. No, okay. I, I, I didn't say that they did. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read this out to you. My favorite zinger to this came from um Daniel from Vooks. Ah, uh, yep, yep. He was just like, wow, the ESA responded to that much quicker than they even bothered addressing the doxing of their own attendees. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So this is the ESA statement on Sony's E3 announcement. Boy, this happened so quickly. And try to try to make sense of this. Okay. E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, 
brands, and innovations redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will entertain new new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. All right. Can I stop you there? So that's I know the, that's that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was gonna say before we before we like so I like activations. I know. I, so my the company that I work for use the word activations a lot, and they're usually for like pop up thing, which you find like they're pop up marketing experiences basically. So we have one where we've got like a basically a portable uh, bowling alley that we call the pin traption that we can take around and like set up at certain events. Um, or there's like, you know, a portable escape room that can go around and stuff like that, you know? That that's what they say by activation. So I don't know. I'm curious by that. But it's also a whole bunch of marketing bullshit BS. Um well, I sh- I assume the activation stuff is tied to their cute cute Was it was it that? That they were talking oh, up yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Man, do you know what it seems like the ESA are trying to do with E3? They're trying to do, like, some sort of, like, new Coke spin on it. There's like, you know, look, we're still relevant and hip and cool, guys. Like, you know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's... E3... E3's in a place. Yeah. It's it's in a, a hole that's in the ground that's, you know... Let's say six feet deep. Let's just, just put find, it that way. I just I find it interesting to contrast parts of those quotes, right? Like Sony's saying, "We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E three twenty twenty is the right venue for what we are focused on this year." So and we are bigger and better than you. That's what they're trying to say there. Or even I if that part where it doesn't, they don't feel the vision of E three twenty twenty is the right venue. I wonder if that's it. Because the direction E3 is moving is, it's for the public. That's the way that this, because they're chasing the money, right? Because yeah, as people like Sony are pulling out and Microsoft is having their own thing across the road and EA is having their own thing in the same like vicinity, like, like how much do you think it costs to get that exhibition center? Like, yeah, man, it's in LA. That's, that's yeah. fucking expensive. That's, just, yeah. The, that, the essay statement is just, I don't know, I find it funny. Like, how desperate they are to say that exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the, the attention of brands that you that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. Like, come on, guys. Mm. What's especially yeah. funny, because I, the focus obviously here is Sony um, skipping E3, but yeah. because they can't help themselves, Phil Spencer on Twitter was immediately like, hey, our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical process. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Team Xbox. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a slightly Australian reference. So anyone listening internationally, it wasn't the Olympics, so I might get But Xbox are Stephen Bradburying it right now. Like, they're just, like, letting everyone else fight and then just going to skate through to the finish line at the end and go, look, we're here. Look how good we're here. (laughs) 
don't you love us fans? We showed up. <laughs> we're here, guys. How cool are we? And everyone's going to go, yeah, fuck it. We're good. We like you, Phil. Like, yeah. it's... We'll show the Xbox One. What else do you want? We'll bring the Series X. Yeah. Well, you you want next gen? We got it. Yeah, we got you. We got you, boo. I got mine at home right now. I'm playing it. I just upgraded to my. Yeah, it's just like. What's that? You don't want to upgrade? Don't worry. We'll be cross gen for a while. So you have to rush. (laughs) Hey, remember that time that you, like, you, specific fan there, like, crossed paths with me online while we were playing a game of Gears 5? Yeah, I was playing on the Series X. It's like. Yeah, man. Like, it was flawless 4K. oh god no, no drop frames um yeah so th- so there was one part that you emphasized that wasn't in there that, that you emphasized not sony in their their um statement which is by participating in hundreds of consumer oh, events man. across the road yeah that one but, is funny as well yeah so here's the thing like is that that mean that they're going to go to it like all the paxes or or are they specifically doing hundreds of their own consumer events across the globe so are they gonna I... so are they gonna take the, the natural progression of so they haven't done psx for a while are they gonna take psx and make that a global thing i think it might be more the first one i think we're just gonna show up at everything but e3 <laughs> okay yep no fair enough i just i'm curious i, just, I was like just toying with the idea of them making PSX because, like, you know, our focus on making sure fans feel a part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. That's what PSX was always about, making the PlayStation fam- the PlayStation Nation. That was what it was all about. Don't get me wrong. So, I, I'm willing to bet PS there's a PSX this year. Oh, yeah. Do you think it comes back as PSX, though? I think we've talked about this before, but is it coming back as PSX or is it coming back under a different name? No, I think it stays PSX. Like, state of play live. State of play. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> hey, hey, but that's what they're using now. So, no, I don't know. I think I think they can still call it PSX because, like, the PlayStation experience is still just a great way to summarize what it is. Really, state of play experience. There we go. St- really, really Spix. homing on that state of play. Spix. <laughs> Spix. Oh, spikes. I don't know. Please, please don't Spoil. do that. It's it's saying the word spikes, but with like a really bad like someone doing an impersonation of an Australian accent. So spikes. Sport. Sport. Anyway, <laughs> somebody stop me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sony skipping you three. We are the clock. Basically, the countdown is on now until we see the PS Five. They recently had their thing at CES, showed their fancy new logo, which is just the PS4 logo with a 5. But hey, you know, it's it still managed to break the internet. Yep. For better or worse, I've seen some hilarious memes. I've seen... Oh, the memes are so good. My favorite one I've seen is... So it's the Drake meme with like the no and the yeah, like the two frame one. Oh, yep. And it's like... A, it, but it's Drake, but with a cat's head and it says PS5. And then it's like going no, and then the bottom one is going and then the cat yeah. going yes. That makes me I, laugh every time I see it, and I love all it. the. I posted one of those in chat. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was like. It's like when you see a cat. Yep. When you see a cat that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. Um, yeah. They were like, the oh, memes, it's like, oh god. The memes are fun and. Yeah good times uh but yeah so do you think so it's when was it 
Yeah, I'm just going to quick open this YouTube video and just check when it was uploaded. So, January 31st, 2013 was when Sony announced the PlayStation meeting 2013, where they basically talked heaps about the PS4. Right. When do we think the equivalent of that video goes up for the PS5? Do you think Do you think they do another February event? It does seem like it would fit well. I mean, like, Nintendo's getting all their stuff out of the way now by the looks of it. So they're like doing their shit. So like fuck. So them, like they they must be anticipating it that it's coming. So I I would not be surprised. And I mean, by the fact that they've they made a big song and dance about releasing what the the logo for the PS Five was going to be, and it's the same fucking thing, just with a five instead of a four. I wouldn't be surprised if on January thirty first, twenty twenty, we get an announcement for. PlayStation meeting 2020. Exactly. I would not be surprised. Or sometime that week, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Like, Mm. I'm torn because, I mean, I love E3, so seeing it take these hits, even though, like, it deserves it in a way because last year was a disaster. But I'm just so curious by how Sony's done this whole PS5 rollout. And culminating in this by just going like, oh, I know we're putting out a new console this year, but we're not going to go to the biggest trade show in the world because we don't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I mean, for the last couple of years now, people have been saying like Gamescom is the superior, like, format. Like, and Tokyo Game Show to, to an extent as well, where where they I mean, have the public day and then the media days. Yeah, because they figured it out. And e- yeah. apparently the ESA just doesn't want to, do that i don't know it seems yeah, like it they, would be easy they don't want to do it unless they make it look like it was their idea that's the situation they're they're the stubborn dad of this whole situation where they don't want they don't want to admit that they that that's the the better idea until they make it look like they thought of it themselves you're probably pretty pretty under money there as well i mean it's it it seems to be the way that, that they they operate like they want to keep slogging away at doing it the way that they're doing it until they go, oh, you know what? You know what's a good idea? Maybe if we do one day for the public and we do media wrestling. That's a, that's a pretty good idea, isn't it? It's like, yeah, fucking catch up. The rest good of the God. world's been doing it for years. <laughs> Everyone's been screaming at you, this is the solution. <laughs> just like, I just gonna, like headbutt my head, like my forehead through like four blocks of wood when that happens. But <laughs> it's like, oh, God, God damn. Anyway. Yeah, I just I want to see that PS5. I guess at this point, like, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we've kind of seen it. There was, that was what happened over the break as well. A very audacious oh. cleaner <laughs> nabbed a dev kit and posted we, pics we, of it online. We, we saw the we saw the dev kit, which I don't think is much. We I think we may have seen the controller. Yeah, exactly. That's the curious thing because the touchpad was bigger, and we do know that the touchpad is meant. I think according to the the um. The like the pictures we saw of the of the schematics, the um crap it's gone. Anyway, the the touchpad did look bigger on the plans, and yeah, I think the light bar is also meant to be gone. Which thank God. <laughs> and there was also like the paddles on the back as well, which kind of like falls into line with the peripheral that they're releasing for the PS like the DualShock Four coming out. The back, the back button. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I'm curious. Uh. I do want to see that box, but whatever. We'll probably see it 
we won't see it at E3 because they're not going to be there. No. We'll see it at, in February, probably, when they do the maybe, announcement. Maybe. I hope so. Because I, the thing that I remember most about play, the PlayStation meeting in 2013 was they didn't show the console. Oh, yeah, they didn't, did they? It was They just brought all the developers out to talk about it. They showed some gameplay. They showed the uh, UI, like the um, XMB, as it looked on PS4. Yep. Uh, I think yeah. though, I think though now, I I would like to think that Xbox has forced their hand, much like Xbox is known to do, um, in the past. And maybe, maybe it's like the like you said, the clock's ticking now. Like, I mean, I just, I think Sony is willing to be a stubborn beast about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep, I guess they're doing what the ESA are doing, where they want to be the stubborn dad thing as well, and they want to make it look like it was their idea. Except. Sony's actions are backed by genuine success. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've got like they've got the the clout to do that. Those numbers from CES with all the, like the plus accounts and console sold and all that, crazy. They are some big boy numbers. The yeah. PS4 has been such a success for mm-hmm. them. Like, it's wow. Yep. Yep. Um, but okay, twenty twenty. Yeah, E3. Well, you can you can scratch them off the list. <laughs> yep, twenty twenty is who, just oof. who fall, who falls next. Oh, there's not many people to fall really because Nintendo does directs. Does like Microsoft holds their press conference in their own theater, don't they? Of course, the yeah, they do it in their own theater, and they also do the um, what's their thing they do the two oh, yeah, they do videos what, they that do are like just the, commercials the for thing, yeah, that that is just like. I know all these conferences are just commercials for, like, said brands, but, like, Microsoft's feel like just a giant ad for Game Pass now when they do them. I mean, when all your first-party games are coming to Games Pass. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, Which get... is, honestly, that's a... Man, I, I know I've talked about that before, but that's such a big selling point for the Series X to launch with. Yep. Like, it's yep. crazy. And it's also a selling point now, too, though... Kyron, we both own decent PCs now. So if there yeah. are if there are Microsoft exclusives that are gonna launch day and date on PC, we're we're already got the materials to do so. We don't have to buy a new mm. console. It's I mean it's true. Like we can run them in some way, shape, or form. We will in fact be covered. Yep. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna this generation is gonna be so interesting. Yeah. Uh, holiday twenty twenty is gonna be a ride it's gonna be a bloodbath man <laughs> absolute bloodbath and oh. like amongst all of that i just i'm so curious to see how ne- what to see, to see what nintendo does like will will breath of the wild make it that, that that feels like a discussion for a whole other episode yeah i think we need to save that one we need to put a pin in that one come back to that oh. soon but yeah it's curious curiouser and curiouser Karen. 2020 man so I have one more thing that I'd like to do with you. It's just it's gonna be like a little game. Okay. Uh because obviously we have re- some people are contesting the fact that we've reached the end of a decade. Uh, how, where do you fall? <laughs> uh I don't care, man. It's fine. We're in 2020 now. See that's that's my logic is basically that we hit 2019. That's the end of the 
the, the, the teens, I guess, but whatever that decade was called. Now we're in the, we're in twenties. Yeah, we're in the twenties. Roaring twenties. New decade started. Yeah, the Roaring twenties are back. Yeah, the Roaring twenties uh, too. This time is personal. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you ten games, Joel. Okay. Okay. Pulled from from a Metacritic list of uh, the the top ten. This is this is all from Metacritic's like aggregation. Okay. Uh, top ten review games from the last decade. I'm gonna. I just want to see if you can roughly get them in order. I'm curious. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So, we've in in no particular order. I should also add. Okay. We have GTA Five. Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, okay. Super Mario Galaxy Two, oh, Jesus, Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. Mass Effect Two, <laughs> The Last of Us, and I'm actually I'm not going to count that one. I know what's in there. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the next one, which is Portal Two. Okay. The one, the, the one I'm skipping is The Last of Us Remastered. Oh, okay. All right. Well, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's, we got The Last of Us. So yeah, and Portal 2. So that's those are your 10 games. I honestly think The Last of Us is number one. Okay. Just because I feel like that's... I've seen a lot of people say that was their game of the decade. Ooh, did I say... Did I say Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 1 as well? Because that's in there as well. Oh, so they're both in there? All right. Yeah. I think Red Dead 2... Three, three, three Rockstar games. <laughs> I think Red Dead 2's further down the list than Red Dead 1. Okay. If we're going by media aggregate scores. Um, because I I think there are a lot of media outlets that were disappointed in a way by 2. And that's their words, not mine. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, th- I think we both quite vocally liked it. Yeah, I think we did as well. I think I quite vocally liked God of War more, but it's the same. But anyway, not vocal enough to make it game of the year. You know, kill your babies when we did it. Um, yeah, I think Last of Us number one. Yep. Oh man, I need to see like a. Can you send me the? Can I say say a list of? them written out because i need to like see them written out oh see them written out yeah um i can send you a screenshot if you'd like <laughs> that would be good just because I, I just <laughs> I, I work visually more than than audibly just um remember to um to ignore uh the last of us remastered that's ah, fine yeah i can do that i'm a big boy um God, try, i'm trying to like not include the numbers yeah i know so I was like, <laughs> that's what i want to say um so that should hopefully... one. Uh, I think I'm trying to think if Galaxy and Odyssey are very similar. Alright, sent you the list in my mind. So Alright, should... cool. Just re- remember, remember to ignore remastered and include um, Portal Two instead. Okay. Okay. So I think Last of Us is number one. I think Breath of the Wild might be number two. I think mm, this is tough. Uh, I think 
I'm going to say Odyssey's number three. God of War number four. Red Dead Redemption one, five. I think... Galaxy 2, or no, Galaxy 2, 5, Red Dead 1, 6. I'm just shouting numbers at this point now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, this is where it gets really murky as well. I mean, the whole thing's murky, but... Wait, was God of War included? No, no, so God of War is not part of it. God of War is not part of it. All right, cool. Can't that um, I'm gonna go Portal Two next. I forgot the number I'm up to. <laughs> Portal Two's next. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Mass Effect Two. Then Skyrim, then GTA Five. Is that all of them? I, you know what, Joel? I'm gonna say I guess. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, that's that's um, my guess. I just I, do. You, do yeah. do you want the fun thing? Like looking at these Metacritic scores, right? Yeah. The gap between so number one to eleven, technically, I guess, of this. The range is ninety-seven to ninety-five. Yeah, I know it's really close. Like that's it's, the thing. Yeah. It's ridiculously high. This this echelon of the of the games. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like, like I know they're all really close together, but I was just trying to think where they all sat when they came out. So, yeah. So the correct order. All right. And then this is again, it's in, it's interesting because like the way they crawled is so random because there's five with ninety seven, mm. two with ninety six. Yeah. And then the rest have ninety five, but it must go down to like percentage points. Like it must. Yeah. This is why. I, this is why I miss game rankings. I miss game rankings. I wish Metacritic hadn't shut it down. Oh well. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Rest in peace. So, Super Mario Galaxy ninety seven. Yep. Breath of the Wild ninety seven. Yep. Red Dead Redemption two ninety seven. Oh. GTA five ninety seven. Oh. Mario Odyssey ninety seven. Yep. <laughs> Mass Effect 2, 96. Oh, Skyrim, 96. The Last of Us, 95. Red Dead Redemption, 95. And Portal 2, 95. Ooh, Portal 2 down the bottom. Yeah. And I could I just say, like, this is, so this is a list of 50. There's, I always feel like just quickly running through the list just because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, obviously, number, like, remasters in there as well. Yeah, uh, twelve is God of War with ninety four. Mm-hmm. Batman Arkham City is thirteen. Uh, Ocarina of Time three D is fourteen. Bioshock yeah. Infinite is fifteen. Pac Man Championship Edition DX is sixteen. Divinity Original Sin two is seventeen. Super Mario three D World is eighteen. Okay. Starcraft two Wings of Liberty nineteen. Huh. Minecraft is uh, twenty. Like that's those are the top twenty reviewed of games of a decade. That's, just outside, um, Joel. Just outside, Persona Four Golden and Persona Five. <laughs> Boo! And something that I'm sure will make you unhappy. Number twenty-four, Phantom Pain. 
It's too high. It's too high. <laughs> Bloodborne is at 33. That That's a travesty. But hey, Bloodborne's at, again, 92. <laughs> I know, that's a, but it's still a travesty that fucking like, Phantom Pain is so much higher than fucking Bloodborne. Oh. The entire gap from 1 to 50 is 97 to 91. <laughs> oh, God. They even went so far, they tallied a, um, a list of uh, most mentioned best of the decade top 10 lists as well. Oh, my God. So, again, I'll just give you a quick run through of the top 10 here. Um, so, number one was Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. It had 17 first place picks. Yep. Last of Us was second with three first place picks. Mm-hmm. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt in third with two. Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim with one in the fourth spot. Number five is Dark Souls with one at number one spot. Nice. GTA Five is six with one. God of War is seven. Minecraft is eight. Mass Effect Two is nine, and Red Dead Redemption Two is ten. I'm I'm surprised that I forget the Witcher Three Wild Hunt isn't in that. Yeah, well, Witcher Three is. Ooh, where is he? Uh, God, where is he? There he is, number thirty-six. Thirty-six. Wow, he's in there. Undertale, wow. Fire Emblem. Like this is. It's been a good decade. <laughs> I'm st- I'm sorry. I'm still so I'm still seeing red over Phantom Pain being 24. <laughs> but you I'm, love Phantom Pain. I, mm, Joel, you love. It's okay. Mm, you can you can say that you love Phantom Pain. Karen, I'm, I'm I'm too mad to go on now. I'm too mad to go on. What a what a decade though. It's been a, a fantastic decade though. Fantastic decade. Games have been good. And they're only getting better. Hell yeah. This year's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. To me, insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, but that's about all I got. I got. Unless you've got any other little things you want to talk about, I think I'm good. I think I'm pretty good as well, though, Kyron. A n- nice, little, nice little lean episode to start 2020. Yeah, yeah. Before we Pure get... news. Pure news before we get into the, the, the battlegrounds. Yeah. Ooh. Game of the Year is coming. Game of the Year is coming. Hold on to your horses, gang. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know what that means, Joel. It means you get to take us out. Oh, boy. My favorite part. Because I'm so it's good okay. at it. You you got this. I believe in you. All right. Thank you. You bet on the wrong horse, Karen. Like always. Anyway. Good to know. Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. Uh, it's been a bit of a bit of a gap, so thank you for bearing with us. But, you know, we had... Hey, man. Ho- holidays. I mean, we've just been chilling. We've been trying to legit though. We've been trying to like squeezing games for Game of the Year. That's what we've been, I've been doing. I've been crunching hard. I finished Luigi's Mansion. I'm working on Outer Wilds and Disco Elysium at the moment. Yep. Like, oh man. Can I can I just pull back the curtain just slightly? Um, I, I just to say like I remember messaging you like the start of December, just going, "Hey, can we push our like Game of the Year episode just like well into January, <laughs> like." well into january at the very earliest and you were like yeah dude let's do it <laughs> i was like Absol- oh, thank god oh, thank i was god. rubbing my hands together with glee oh i was like oh thank god it's like a weight off my chest um, it's great because because honestly january is usually pretty quiet games wise so like it's a yeah. perfect month to try and just, just not even if you not even like finishing stuff just like checking stuff out to to, to get a to get a read of it you know yeah just know. to get like uh, to, to gauge whether or not it's worthy of the top 10 but that, that way you don't, you don't run into problems like the game awards do by cutting off december games or even like november games like it's just exactly that, that's that it sucks 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to the episode and for listening to us in general. Uh, all these years. What are we coming up on this year, Karen? Several. <laughs> Several. I, I can find out real quick. I think if it's I just like head over to our years? website. Yeah, it's something like that. It's been a while. It's like four it's been years. been a while. Come up on four There's years. But archive. Anyway, July July 2016, we exploded into existence for E3. There we are. So. so we're coming up on four years. Okay. We're getting but yeah, we're thanks getting for sticking there. with us, though, gang. Um, we really, really appreciate it. So uh, if you could do one thing for us in this new decade, share it around, tell a friend, um, share it on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat. I don't know if you could send them. Snapchat? I, maybe. maybe. I, I sometimes know. use Snapchat for stupid filters. Yeah, hey, let's do it. Um, yeah, Snapchat. Um, but yeah, just share us around. Tell a friend if you if you have a friend that doesn't listen to the show, you think might like it. Please let us let them know because um, we'd greatly appreciate. Especially it. if they love listening to two white dudes talk about video games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. It's a niche market, Karen. I know. It is. It's look, <laughs> no one else is here, so we may, we thought we might as well occupy the space. Dude, we're ahead of the curve, man. Oof. Oh boy. I'm sorry, I can't even pretend to joke about that. <laughs> I started and I was like, nah, 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 man. nah. We're, we're a but we have out. fun. Yep, we do have fun. So please uh, share it around, write a review, follow us on um, uh, Spotify as well. Speaking of following, if you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We haven't got a Snapchat. Do we have a Snapchat yet? I ask no. this every time. We don't. We do not have a Snapchat yet. Yeah, twenty twenty goals. There we are. To make, I mean, we could do that goal really easily by making a Snapchat right now. Does that count? I mean, maybe <laughs> we tick it off the list, and we just take it easy for the rest of the year. <laughs> just like keep back and ah, that was a good year. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on all those. There, please uh, hit us up if you have any suggestions for like games to play or games to play on the show, um, or if you just want to say hi, we'd love that as well. Uh, if you want to follow us on our individual accounts, you can follow me at Jolly Mac across all things. Uh, where what was the last thing? I just had it up and it's disappeared. Last thing I tweeted about was uh, said I really should be finishing Jedi Fallen Order, but uh, suddenly I've picked up my Switch and I'm playing Slay the Spire for four hours straight. That's been my life for the last week because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go back to Slay the Spire for a little bit. That was a bad choice. It was a really bad choice. Uh, but where can I find was you? It, or was it a good choice? Oh, it was, it was a really good choice but also a bad choice. Um, where can they find you, Kyron? You can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. Uh, a lot of my recent tweets had been retweets, so I'm going to ignore those. In favor of me being back on my bullshit, I posted a picture of some of my best friends. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm doing it again. Let's go. I did notice that. I'm back in there. I've. It's like my reward for finishing a few other games from last year. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just play a little bit more Fire Emblem. It's just fine. I can squeeze it in. I can squeeze it in. It's fine. That's love. It's fine. Like I'll just keep, let's play another campaign. It's all good. It's all I believe. Good. Don't worry. Believe don't worry about do it. it. I believe you can do it. I can't. I'm just weak. I can't help myself. I I finished Luigi's Mansion. I finished my Pokedex. I'm like, what can I play and switch now? <gasps> Fire Emblem again. <laughs> don't mind if I do. Kyra, I'm just gonna say that uh, Slay the Spire is currently twenty three dollars for physical at EB Games. As is Wargroove as well. It's Wargroove is a good game. Slay yeah. the Spire is a game that I I've watched. Uh, our friend Ben play a bit when I was down there the other week. And it's just like, look, this seems cool. But first of all, it's a roguelike. Yep. 
Yeah. Second of all, it's got a card battle system. Yeah. These two things, look, they're not my friend. They're yep. just, I, I probably wouldn't hang out with them at a party. Kyron, this is so not your game. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. I'd love for you to play it and discover that it is your game, but I just have a feeling that it's not going to happen. Like, even just watching Ben play it, I was getting inherently frustrated when RNG was just like, no, here's a bunch of shit cards. I'm like, that's terrible. That's dumb. Nah, you're gonna play. I'm playing an RPG. I want to strategize nah, nah. with my full repertoire of attacks. Nah, what you do? Play the second character. So I can't remember the name of it. Is, and it, just, is this a poison one? You just stack poison. Yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> poison and shivs for life. That's my. That's my. That's my fucking jam at the moment. Poison shivs. If there's, if there's like one default way of playing it, it doesn't seem. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, those two mechanics—they're not really my thing. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that totally fair. Totally fair. But hey, I will say the game looks very it's gorgeous. It's fun. It looks really nice. It's a fun game. Uh but anyway, that's all from us this week. Um look forward to seeing us coming back much more regularly. Uh, and until then, we'll see you next time. Player See ya. Bye. Player two. Prepare yourself. Dialogue Options Podcast.